Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... Oi, oogie, oogie. Oi, oi, oi. That's fun. Story? <laughs> well, it's a football soccer reference when you go to a soccer I'm... game. And I always think the new liberal, BC liberal name is like, a, it sounds like a soccer team name. And we'll yeah, talk Manchester about Manchester United. Yeah, Manchester yeah. United. Just it just sounds like a, a, a soccer game, soccer team, football team. Let's let's talk about it right off the hop. Let's let's let, okay. let's not bury bury this because it's okay. Interesting. I when I was watching the announcement, yes. um, uh, when I was watching uh, Kevin Falcon, so excited, unveil and the colors of it and the logo of BC United, BCU. And and how everybody was dressed down, I I kind of felt like I was watching a, dr- a dress rehearsal. I think they were tearing a page out of Ken Sims' No Tie Land or something. Oh, oh God, the world you know, being the every person, yeah, uh-huh. being the every person. Um, but what do you think about you know all soccer obvious references aside, BC yeah. United instead of BC Liberals, uh-huh. and the colors being pink and teal. Yeah, well, the the name is uh, whatever. It's it is kind of funny name, and I think we've already kind of hashed out over that. But you know, it's I, I the, the colors. I think, and I don't want to, you know, say anything nasty with the logo. It's not the, you know, it's pretty generic logo, but uh, I think it's risky to go away from the blue and red uh, because the whole thing with the BC Liberals, and I've argued this as far as changing the name, I think it's very, very risky because you have the possibility of losing both the Liberals and the Conservatives uh, as your support base. Blue and red being, you know, the Liberals and Conservatives, bringing them together, um, you're losing that. And color is a big deal in, in politics. Colors are really, people, you know, subconsciously take them very, very seriously. Um, and in fact, the colors of the thing I'll be announcing soon are, are blue and red because I want to reach both sides of the floor mm. uh, with mm. what I'm launching. And and it's 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 really important to do that if you're trying to look like somewhat nonpartisan, which I think that the BC Liberals, and certainly with Gordon Campbell, was he had to embrace, had to keep the beast, the federal liberals on board, and he needed to uh, make sure the conservatives didn't leave and create their, you know, build up their conservative party. So, you know, that's, and you know, we talk about this all the time, Vancouver being a microcosm of British Columbia, uh, yeah. this whole centrist vote is such a key part, whether you're NDP or liberal or whatever party you are, you don't win if you don't get the center in BC, because most yeah. people are floating around the center and they're flip like it's crazy. There's so few places in Canada that see this this middle that controls the destiny. Of the, and and right now it's very very to the left. The NDP are doing a very good job at keeping that middle that center vote uh, connected to them. And I think the BC United with these colors that are not traditional colors, while that's great. And you know I was with the NPA and we went purple. And the argument yeah. with that was that it was blue and and red, red together yeah and so it was kind of and, and blue being royal and i don't know it was okay but it was definitely you know their colors before were blue and red and guess what happened the npa kind of i'm not saying it was specifically to the color but it never no. really came back to its prominence and maybe part of that was that brand so your name and changing your colors uh these are very very risky moves in a, any brand as an agency owner and a marketing person uh, changing your name is a huge. Changing your logo also huge. Changing your colors also huge. 
these are things that brains of people, and unless you have a massive amount of money to really, unless you're Coca Cola, and even they would never do that. I mean, but even then, but going to Coke, change, Diet and Coke, look they, like yeah. new Coke, old Coke, and they're no, subtle. classic Coke. They, here, yeah. here it is. Yeah. When they change so, their logo, it's just a little little edge of the corner that they'll change or something. Not totally. everything. Everything no. has changed, and I, it's it's like you're starting from scratch, and that's yeah. risky. Old adage in um, radio that by the mm -hmm. time we as hosts are sick of the ad, the listener is hearing it for the first time. Yeah, that's right. So when you change. People yeah. who are like, I'm just looking for the red logo because that's what I always vote for. There's yeah. no red logo here. Okay. And honest to God, like not to be lost on the fact that there are a lot of people who vote because they know it's their civic duty and they go out in the provincial election and they see liberal and they see red and they're like, oh, oh, that's, that's the middle one. That's yeah. the middle one, right? Because mm -hmm. federally, you've got the NDP on the left You've got the conservatives on the right and the liberals traditionally have been the most centrist of parties of yeah. the three options on, an, on a federal mm -hmm. scale. Therefore, that must also for many voter, voters uh, provincially here in British Columbia would just assume that. And there was a lot, I don't know that, I don't know that that can be underestimated. The amount of thinking that that's just that they're aligned in some way. So going to BC United, while well, I understand like died in the wool, wool conservatives in British Columbia, and there are, as you said, Vancouver being, or Metro being a, a microcosm, um, mm -hmm. you get far enough outside of Vancouver and things veer in other oh, directions, yeah. mo mostly to the right, mostly, yeah. mostly conservative and other than maybe in Vancouver mm -hmm. Island. I know that other than the you know clear NDP, but it's, so much of yeah. what you said is so true. You're savvy, curved communications person, but also po po former politician and and doing new things that might also come into this category. Yeah. But watching this all go down, I think to myself, somebody must have. And you've taught me this. Somebody must have done the math on all of this. No, like are they just grasping at straws and realizing that the damage that was done in British Columbia by previous. BC liberal leaders or parties or what have you, mm -hmm. that the taste is in the mouth is worse than what a rebrand might do. Uh, maybe. I mean, I would say the NDP probably did the same thing back in 92 when they lost everything and had two seats. And they yeah. actually, I vaguely remember they courted the idea of, you know, played around with the idea of changing their name and, and all that stuff. Um, it's, it's a brand though. It's brand recognition and you, 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 risk losing your base by being by yeah. confusing them and i don't I, I would be surprised if there was polling that didn't tell them that but kevin falcon yeah. made a commitment to this in his in his campaign to for leadership that he was going to do it so he stuck with it but then you know there's a mayor former mayor in surrey who made some commitments that people regret so i i think you you know you can always change your mind when you get in an office so i don't know i, I i'll be interested right now the polling for ndp is so strong it doesn't really matter um and you know that all always will change of course uh where will that where will that middle vote float over to well pr probably bc united if kevin falcon can do it but that doesn't mean that you know and i think vancouver's in a perfect example abc didn't exist this party that now dominates our party our our, our 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 city um yeah but the only reason they rose to prominence was because the demise of the of the mpa the self-destruction of the party that would have 
easily won and the defection the the defection of the people that were identified as npa but even then if if npa had run a solid campaign had a candidate like had had had, hadn't had so much dysfunction that npa brand was still very very strong um but they just messed up and so you know ultimate massive amounts of self-destruction many many times many Many times times. on many many levels like you can forgive one or two maybe um but once yeah it tumbled it tumbled down a hill yeah, yeah vision did oh, the same sure. thing when they became yeah. they, there's a new upstart party but it was only because of the self-destruction of cope which is the left-wing party in vancouver these are names that are obscure to people who are outside of vancouver yeah. potentially but you have in vancouver party politics left and right you have a left yeah. party a right party uh both the party the traditional parties forever from the 1930s cope basically and, and npa which from 1935 was the dominant party in the city yeah basically gone now and gone uh it's but only because of their own self-destructive behavior in the case of the bc liberals there wasn't any self-destruction happening there that i saw as far as there was just this desire to change because they felt the uh, change was good mm, so, well, they still have a lot of seats they're not they don't zero no seats. i know i know but they went from being r- rather the incumbent to to really um I don't know what the right term pissing off a bunch of the mushy right yeah, oh yeah. when it started to be when it started to be sure. very little was getting done that was meaningful that landed on a kitchen table and then more upheaval again with teachers yeah. and like putting putting the, yeah. the breadwinners and the parents and the people it yeah. that was brutal that was brutal yeah. but not, fo- this- not focusing on the families that she promised to focus on if totally. she focused on totally. families like yeah. she promised she would she would have won uh, she would have solidly won another majority exactly and and i, I want to point out that for our listener and, and we have the best uh, unspun podcast watchers and listeners but if you've not read a matter of confidence the rob shaw richard zussman book um it speaks to some of the well, not some of, much of the behind the scenes and how things work politically and the moves that are made. Like, it's really interesting, but the people that they're yeah. talking about are actually on board and interviewed and part of yeah. the book. It's really quite fascinating. Anyways, I'm getting Politicians are the, you know, the world's greatest gossips. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my God, the story about the champagne party. But anyway. Anyway, I love both Richard Sussman and Rob Shaw, and I think the book is brilliant. And it, it's it's been a while since since it was out it's and about talked about. It's a lesson if you ever think about going into politics, for sure. On it what is a lesson to do potentially behind the scenes or what to expect. Yeah, or or the policy that you think could never be done that can be done on an elevator ride if motivation is there to do it. If power is at risk, it will be done in how long it takes to get from the first floor to the fifth floor. Let's talk about something that I think is hitting not just everybody in in BC, across the country, but really around the world and and escalating violent um, society. Uh, What Mm -hmm. we're seeing, I I was telling you just before we hit record today that I was watching, you know, as of noon on Thursday, the 13th, I was watching Pierre Polyev hold a press conference in Alberta. And he was referencing, I believe he was in Calgary, but he was referencing here in Calgary, this happened today, someone was stabbed and then a body was found. And then in Edmonton, there was somebody who was beat up and then the, the other person was found dead. And, and he was like, this is just the violence that is here. You know, the repeat offenders, more jail, less bail was his tagline, you know, and of course it was eight years 
of Justin Trudeau has got us here along with the Costly Coalition, because that's how he's, you saw him sniping with Jagmeet Singh on Twitter, perhaps, or in, in the House of Costly, Commons. Co sorry, Costly Coalition? Costly Coalition. That's how Clever. he references, because it's just inflation and Costly Coalition is what. It's good. And it's, it's, I'll, it's I'll very, I'll give him yeah, he comes up with the phrases. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he was talking about violence and then George is a really interesting thing here is one of the reporters and he really came out the CBC reporter, yes. which is another story as he would, but like <laughs> Trump like distastefully, oh, no. in my opinion. Yeah, because um, yeah, the reporter's like, well, I don't know, take it up with the bosses kind of. Um, but what he was saying about Alberta and the crime and this crime mm -hmm. and he referenced Vancouver, he re referenced the costly NDP government left wing socialist, whatever in British Columbia mm. that caused all this. And then somebody mm. like, um, so mm. uh, it does go to the provinces and uh, Alberta is a conservative province. And he was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. like he looked like Bugs Bunny who'd swallowed the bad uh, it, drink. Ooh, it's interesting, ooh. you know, because then we also had liberals here who would be considered the conservative party in BC for 20 years or eight or yeah. 12, 11 years, 12, 15 years, whatever number it was, 16 years, 16, um, yeah. 16 years, uh, yeah. you know, and now we've had the NDP for five years or six years. Yeah. Uh, federally, we had Seven. conservatives. How long do we have the conservatives for? This is not, this is not, I know we've talked about this on, you know, crime and homelessness and mental health yeah. care and drug addiction. These things are all connected to decisions by all governments that were made in the 1970s and 80s and 90s. I talk yeah. about this all the time. This is a generational decision-making thing that happened, including things like even nuclear disarmament or and nuclear, yeah. I mean, nuclear power and getting power. There was decisions yeah. made um, by neoliberalism, but even the conservatives were on board with a lot of this stuff uh, in, in, in a change in the way we do things to stop doing certain things. Of course, there's a lot of things that were horrible and cruel. Did our prison system not work? And, but I think there is this, what's happening in my mind is it's a culmination. It's a snowball effect of, so many terrible decisions by so many governments in every single jurisdiction around the world in Western society uh, that, it, you know, that were made and have led to this generational problem that is now leading to not only li literally, specifically, statistically more, more crime and violence. We know that's happening. We saw that Nanaimo's out today protesting yeah. about this and talking about crime. And I Nanaimo. saw the sign. Nanaimo yeah. is dying. So, yeah, and Vancouver, like the election campaign was yeah. based on this. This is not yeah. just a, this is an issue across the board and it's not, cannot be attributed to any one side of the political spectrum. These are decisions that were made by societies that now we have to figure out, it's going to take us 30 years to fix this. How, yeah, sad, we start it? fixing it? Can we stop well, it, pointing fingers and start saying, here are the solutions? And the solutions are simple. We've talked about this, Jody, so many times. Right. It's, and it's right. going to take a lot of cash, unfortunately. Yeah, because we know that when it's urgent, and many would argue that we're beyond urgent here, but urgent like the pandemic, when there is the will, political will, there is a way to do mm -hmm. the things. I mean... There are mm -hmm. different buckets. We talk about just, let's just talk housing because desperate people are doing desperate things beyond yeah. the slice of society who are criminals who are, you know, getting arrested and then, you know, know that they're going to walk out hours later and then be able mm -hmm. to reoffend and then walk out hours later and then be able to reoffend and then walk. They can get two, three times in a day. Like uh, that's broken. 
But when we talk about the housing piece of the puzzle, and it's like, we keep having the conversation about the desperate people and the lack of housing and the lack of housing and the lack of housing. And then they're like, you know, we just, we just don't have the resources. We just need to, you know, the yeah. process. And then you look around and the butterfly building's going up and the park casino is up and running. And when there's money, isn't it amazing what can be built? <laughs> there is money. We have taxpayer dollars. We just are so busy, you know, the politically, the, we, the grand we, politicians mm -hmm. are so busy checking to see what they can use as a wedge issue. What can they use to make sure they can get reelected? What can they fix just enough that, you know, doesn't piss off their big donor or whatever. Like there's so much here that doesn't put the person first. And, and watching what happened in Surrey is, a, is an example of, oh. for me and you, we have young, mm -hmm. we have young people in our lives. We have, mm -hmm. we both have sons um, who are around the same age. Take transit this, on their this own. This 17 year old who got killed on a bus, oh. target, targeted shooting or, or targeted attack. It's still, still, oh my God. It's, it's, it, it's nausea inducing. Like it, it, I can't it's, even. I can't even, sickening. I can't even with that one. You know, it's, no. it's just, you know, both of our kids, they're pretty independent. Uh, yeah. my, both our, my youngest is, you know, 15. Uh, he loves taking transit. We had a big yeah. chat with him this morning talking about, you know, okay, this is what you need to do. Um, he's Don't very confident in some days he's overly confident. I think on, on being out yeah. there in the transit system. Um, and, uh, but it's not, you know, it's just, it's, it, the, although this was a freak situation for sure, it's bullying at its worst. I mean, yeah. I can think back to several, you know, uh, young, um, Jesse Cadman, Taking back to this, you know, kind of similar situation. How long ago was that? Twenty plus years ago. Yeah, uh, Rena Verk. Rena Verk for sure. Oh my God, these are even. these are anomalies, but they're also such important moments in time that that I think can have this potential change in policy making that hopefully can happen. The the challenge we have, and Pierre Polyev out there saying this stuff, is many of these decisions need to come from the federal government because everybody yeah. from Victoria to to Newfoundland, you know, to up to Whitehorse to you know Medicine Hat. We all need to start thinking about how we can all help each other. Uh, Vancouver can't. I always say this: Vancouver can't solve homelessness on its own, even if you promise no. it. We can't solve yeah. affordability. We can't solve solve mental health care or drug addiction. We can't. We can't. We need to get together nationally, just like we did for COVID, and say how yeah. do we find a solution? Not only Canada. United States, Britain, Denmark, whoever, everywhere. I don't care. Spain. We all support these countries yeah. that are doing something that's working. You're thinking, okay, well, why are we all not doing that? Then why are we all? Why don't we all come together and and solve this together uh, and yeah. and get a commitment to to solving these problems for over the next? We could do it in ten years. It would take thirty, but if we can start, a lot can be done. I honestly believe that, and and very little. And I'm not dyed in the wool anything. I love it when people throw at me. You woke libtard. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever. I'm on whatever, any given day, I'm something. But when I was listening to uh, Pierre Poliev today, there were a couple of things where I was like, that'll resonate. That'll resonate. Mm -hmm. The revolving door. Like he referenced in British Columbia that there was just this handful of of prolific offenders, repeat offenders, mm -hmm. who were responsible for a thousand arrests in one year. I think it was like 40 people who were arrested a thousand times in one year, just a revolving door of these criminals, but, uh, yeah. you know, 
150 each or something like that. And, and when he was talking about more jail, less bail, that's going to resonate with the scared parents. That's mm-hmm. going to resonate. And, and he even referenced, and uh, honestly, like when he stops with the, you know, just inflation, blah, 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 catchphrases that he leans in so hard on. And actually, because I was like, waiting for some policy here, Pierre. I don't know. I might just call him Pierre. Um, but then he said, you know, what we would do is, and I thought, oh, Jesus, well, I didn't see that coming. And he mm-hmm. said, we would create a system where not the young kid who got, or the young man who got in a bar fight and punched some guy that was charged with assault, that he goes to jail for 15 years, but the prolific mm-hmm. offender who does goes to jail and serves their entire sentence. That it's just like, and then others would look at that and say, well, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm going to not do that. I'm going to do my best to not do that. Mm-hmm. And, and that started to be like, how you parse that apart is politics at its best, right? Like that's the problem with the criminal code is you can't just like, Jimmy didn't mean it, but Frankie certainly did, you know. Yeah, and you're Frankie being a little- be like, but I'm front- Jimmy. Yeah, and you're putting yourself in the front row of this right now with your stuff. And, and uh, you know, and you see how complicated to change these things are. I met so with the why Attorney it's... General. I met with the like, AG this week. Did you? Yeah. Did I, I tell mean, you that? I, yeah. No, yeah. Th- and that's what it takes to change it. So, so you're going to have to meet with these people- to, but at the end of the day, of how do we stop people from getting to this situation? How do we? Yeah, if you if that's you what solve, my message was. Yeah, if we can, let's Deterrence. take a step back here. Why are people getting into crime? Well, because of their, they're stressed out about their homes, their affordability. Yeah. They're stressed out about jobs. They're stressed. They, they have drug addiction problems. They have mental health yeah. care issues that haven't been dealt with. So all yeah. of these things can lead to all these other things. Um, you can't. But I'm going to tell you this like a whack-a-mole you can't you can't you got to do them you all can't. simultaneously all these things but here see i disagree that it has to be simultaneous because what what is lacking right now are deterrence and that is really really clear there is no on what what i'm on the front line of we we're talking about um for those who just joined us uh criminal harassment and trolling and the the bell curve that is harassment right mm-hmm. it is harassment this Bullying. was a police Bullying. police detectives yeah. told me very early years ago, because of course it took seven years to even get to a trial where he got his hand slapped and can probably do this again without having a mm-hmm. flag. So a bunch of things that when, when asked for my elevator talk, what do you want? I want swift and meaningful consequences. I want harassment to stick. I want it to leave a mark. I want your reputation. I don't want you canceled, but I, your, mm-hmm. I want your reputation to have a note on it that says this individual Yep. went out of their way to attack another individual in this way, period. And if if asked to stop and you do it again, now it's monetary. I don't want you going to jail. You don't need to go to jail. You just need to check yourself. And that's going to be a $1,000 check that you put into the government or whatever. It's same as a speeding ticket or a parking ticket or whatever, $1,000. And you're warned again, don't do that. And mm-hmm. if you do it again, it's ten grand. And you do it again, it's hundred grand. And if you don't pay these things, it comes off your house, it comes off your wages, it comes off your ability to get your driver's license. This is not hard because that would be a deterrent to the rando people throwing garbage at like, come at me on Twitter, I don't care. It's free rent on well, Twitter. It's, it's the but philosophy... you slide into my emails, you slide into my emails and I tell you to stop, slow your roll and you continue to come into my emails, that's harassment. That mm-hmm. is the line. If I say stop and you keep doing it, that's the line for anyone, male, female, whatever. Yeah, criminal criminal behavior needs to be checked. And I think Michael Schellenberger's book, San Francisco, 
Uh, if you yeah. anybody recommend it, I and mean, you may not agree with everything he says. And here's a guy who was right. considered a liberal, uh, wrote mm-hmm. a book about proving the data of basically what you're describing. We can't just let this stuff ride. You've got to deal with these things immediately and and have the have the punishment fit the crime and also have punishment right. at all, frankly. Not, punishment. not having punishment is ridiculous. Not working. Uh, I mean, not working. you're a parent. I'm a parent. Not having any kind of system of structure or or ramifications of your decisions is not parenting. It's like, and so we as a society have now spent the last 30, 40 years not properly raising our society uh, on yeah. every single level. And and guess what happened? Oh, we have a bunch of children who are out of control. And yeah. that is our society now. Every the, the 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 unparenting of our society for the last generation, two yeah. generations. The 45 year old who feels like they don't like the woman with a strong opinion. So they're gonna make it their lives work or the 53 yeah, year old or, or whatever. But or, let's, or, let's... or they think that's okay to bully people at 45 years old totally. in whatever level, it's whether ridiculous. it's online or it, or in the, the workplace, kind of behavior or kids yeah. feel like they can do this now, and and yeah. bullying. The yeah. Schools talk about bullying all the time, but I still feel like why is it still happening? Guess what? It's because we live in a society where it's like totally acceptable to bully and online happens, or wherever. Yeah. But what happens, George, is the government tries to restrict the ways of okay, you know what? Instead of punishing the people who are doing it, we're going to tighten up all of the things in society. No fun Coover comes to mind, right? <laughs> we're going to make Instead of everybody being able, there was a fight at the beach at at, at Sea Festival. So instead of having everybody all over the place at the beach doing whatever the hell they want, we're going to create a little fighting ring. We're going to call it a beer garden. And we're going to have everybody only fight within this orange fencing. Like we got, you know, or, the or war zone Granville on Granville Street. 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 Yeah, totally instead, of, instead of doing things totally. with my ass, like let's move the patios out into the streets. So that you street. can have, so there's eyes Eyeballs. in the street and guess what will happen? Yes. Nobody will be getting in fights because literally, Hey, I'm having dinner. Stop here. that. Yeah. Can you stop being yeah. a child? Uh, yeah. And that there's, but we are going to drink in plazas. We're, we're going to drink in plazas. plazas gonna... And uh, yeah. wine in Vancouver, we're, we're yeah. allowing the wine in grocery stores, which is something I fought for. We were the, the previous, the, the vision Vancouver in here when I was in office, which was they, they were very, very conservative for a party that's considered left. They were so conservative when it came to alcohol. And so they turned down everything. And uh, I, I tried to fight for the, the wine and liquors. Every other city in this province, you go to Kamloops, you go to, you go to the grocery you store. Go you go to Richmond, but you go to Richmond and you're at the hair salon in Richmond. You can have a glass of champagne. You cannot do that in Vancouver. It's of like course, everybody does. Every time, everybody does. Everybody does. It's I just mean, it's... in our coffee cup. Why do you think everybody's walking around with a reusable <laughs> Starbucks for crying out loud? But you know, when you it's and I talk about Jody. this, that's, it. that's right. That's right. You see me at the playground. I'm handing out the nudes, baby. I'm handing hiding out your hot dog and your and your champagne. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on my hot dog. I was talking about that with a friend yesterday because it's that, that's along the same lines of the ridiculousness of the restriction, right? Yeah. Because that punishes the good people because the people yes. that aren't listening to the laws are breaking them anyway. And, the and then they get mad. Responsible. And yeah. then everybody's mad. So what the hell? And then everybody. On? Yeah. Dumb. It's nuts. But I, I'm going to go to the, um, the grocery store piece because I think it's really important to yes. note that every time we've talked about this um, on radio or here on the podcast talking about, you know, of course you should be able to you can sell it in the beer and wine store right next to the grocery store why can't you sell in the grocery store that does oh well, people are going to be i mean there'll be drunks everywhere mm, there so, already is. What? it's like drinking in a park 
drinking in a park, people will be drinking and driving all over town. It's like, what difference is drinking in the park at Kitts Beach as drinking in the local across the street on Cornwall? It's ridiculous. And why is what? it okay? I don't understand. Marijuana, you know, you can have uh, easily accessible and used all over the place, but you can't have a have a beer on the on the beach. It's it's just I don't understand it. It's, it's whacked out, man. Whacked it out, is. man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're sounding old, George. <laughs> George. Ooh, hey, I went to see Herb Albert. Speaking of old, oh. <laughs> so um, I bought these tickets for my sister four years ago. And uh, for those who wow. don't know Herb Albert, uh, it's kind of a joke within our family because he's the ultimate 60s, 70s kind of, he's a trumpet player. If you don't yeah. know him, he's like, you know, all this kind of like total loungy kind of fun stuff. Anyways, we, I bought his tickets. post intro. Yeah, music. that's right. Dating game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there's, you'd, you'd hear all these songs. Oh, that's him. Um, anyways, he has a Christmas album that we grew up with and we used to play it all the time. And my sister and I would dance to it. So I bought her these tickets four years ago, pre-COVID. Uh, COVID happened. Yeah. Delay, delay. Finally, I got an email last week. He's coming this weekend. I'm like, what the hell? So oh we went. God. He was 88 years old. 88. Kicked ass. He was amazing. I love he was it. great. And uh, played all the hits. And uh, it was really engaging and super fun. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, the, the, to me, we're open. We're back. Everything's back to normal. Right? Herb, Herb's in town. He's 88. No masks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's touch on masks. We've only got like a minute to go here. The mask mandate gets lifted. Dr. Bonnie yeah. Henry, Adrian Dix. I was actually on the air with Keith Baldry doing Baldry's Beat. And that the day before was the announcement because um, I was filling in for the Mike Smith show the, the following morning. And we were, I, I guess, waxing poetic a bit about how on our list of things that we were going to talk about, that public health briefing with Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix was actually yeah. fourth on our list, which I felt great about. I felt so great because COVID's still with us. It's going to still be with us. We need to get mm -hmm. vaccinated. We need to still protect ourselves and our elders, our vulnerable uh, members of the community. But mm -hmm. the lifting of mask mandates, and, and Linda was telling me that she went to visit her dad in long-term care. She goes, obviously, taking care of her dad, goes a couple times a week to be with them. And she said it felt weird. It felt weird to not have to test and take off the mask. And then mm -hmm. I'm looking at the pushback online. And Ugh. I'm going to say this, and it's going to bring heat, but you know what? People want to talk about the anti-maskers and the anti-vaxxers and the disinformation trolls. And I get it. Those people are not cool. It's not normal. But also not normal are the, are the COVID is airborne, COVID zero. We should all lock ourselves in our homes and, yeah. you know, we're not safe to move about the country. Like, it's just... Can we not can just we do just whatever listen, we want? Listen, listen, mask, to, this, listen to the scientists. Yeah. The scientists are saying that with Omicron... That is no longer a barrier of protection. Yes, you should wear a mask if you've just tested positive and you need to go out somewhere and you don't, you know, you're going to use mm -hmm. that to protect others. But go, thinking wearing a mask into the shopper's drug mart is going to somehow protect you. Or I shouldn't say a company name. London Drug, Shopper's Drug Mart, Safeway, so wherever you're going <laughs> to pick safe. up your thing. All the places I might shop. Yes, no frills. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the liquor store. Um, but yeah, so it just... It, it gets. Uh, I know. It's like, people are like but to... what they said. It's like, oh my God. I just want to move on. You can wear a mask. What's good now is you should be able to, if you want to wear a mask when you go to a doctor's yeah. office, which completely makes sense. Uh, totally. That there's people sick around you. We should have all probably. I would wear a mask in the years. hospital. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, wear a mask I in the hospital. Probably because I, you know, I went for a blood test today, yesterday for my annual blood or my annual checkup. And uh, half the people in the room were wearing masks. The other half weren't. They said, do you want a mask? I said, eh, sure. Okay. 
Um, right. I, defer- I kind of didn't have one with me. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, this is probably a good place to wear a mask. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> and uh, but beyond that, it was kind of like pretty casual. Nobody was saying, put a mask on. It's like, totally. you know, do you want to wear a mask? Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, we need to live and be. let live, live and yeah. let live oh, on that. Yeah, now I think that it's a Herb Albert that- song. I think it is. But the big piece that people forget when they want to fight about this, George, though, the yes. big thing that people forget is the real central purpose of um, go home, stay home, bubbles, masks, barriers of protection, social distancing. All of that was so that everybody didn't get sick simultaneously and crush our healthcare system. And it is great news to know that we are now out of danger of collapsing our healthcare system as mm-hmm. we've seen happen in other jurisdictions where people didn't take precautions. And yeah. and that is what people forget about when they're freaking out. So stop freaking out. Calm down. Just calm down. George underscore Affleck on the social media. George. <laughs> I'm Jody Vance at Jody Vance on your social media, Jody with a Y. Um, if you want to troll me, I, I will just laugh at you because that's just free rent, man. That's free rent. But don't harass people because harassment is not normal. We're going to change stay, the laws. Stay positive, uh, San Diego. <laughs> okay, Ron Burgundy. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>